Three, two, one, starting. Welcome to the third episode of Searching for Meaning, the podcast. Uh, I'm joined by my brother, Tiago. Hello, it's me. And uh, today we're just going to go over some uh, a book I'm reading and a book he's reading. We're just going to go over some ideas and bounce back and forward. And then for the next week, next month, we have everything structured. And pretty much it's just going to follow a, a basic structure of one week we discuss a topic we decide so maybe it's i don't know the patriarchy or something <laughs> and the fucking patriarchy and then uh, the week after it's going to be a book and it's, it's just going to follow this structure so two books per month and two topics per month yeah now before we get into this podcast i just want to say yesterday i went running and i hadn't okay. run in like in like i don't know running months and Fuck cardio. My my leg. I'm so fucking tired. I ran for like 40 <laughs> minutes. Jesus Christ. Weak, weak. Do you do you usually run or not at all? No, I never run. I hate, I hate running. <laughs> God damn. I, I lift weights and that's pretty much it. When I do like cardio, it's like fast things. I can't stand like going running for one yeah. hour. <laughs> but one thing I noticed, it's... Man, because the weights, it's hard, but it's like a very... Because it's, it's short, like you said. It's, yeah, yeah. You just kind of, it's more like that uh, motivational video type of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The running is like. Oh, before we go on, sorry. Uh, yeah. Do you have your headphones? Because I'm hearing some. Yeah. Myself speaking. Nope. Headphones. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. So yeah, uh, and then I went running, and it's it's one of those things like your body, for some reason, like you start running and 20 minutes in, yeah. like everything starts to hurt. But then I run five more minutes and then it doesn't hurt anymore. Yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah, <laughs> like your body, funny. like testing you like, are you sure? Yeah, yeah. That is, I, I hate running just because of that. You never know when you're like, when you're tired. When, because you, you, you can't really tell when you should stop. Like with weights, it's obvious. When you can't lift yeah. more, it's like, okay, stop doing it. But with running, you, you can always push it yeah. a, bit, a little bit more if you want to. Yeah. Like... <laughs> But yeah, it's good. This is very uncomfortable. I should I should actually do it because I, I hate doing it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just because of that, man. And uh, I think that's a good uh, good way to go into the book I read. Yeah, uh, which is pardon me. So the book is called "Discipline Equals Freedom" by Jocko Willink. So if you don't know, Jocko Willink is a or was a Navy SEAL was on the Navy SEALs, on, yeah, Navy on SEALs. the platoons. He went to Iraq, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah. uh, he was big on that. Now he's retired and he... Yeah, he's an overall badass. Yeah. Like, yeah, if you go to like his Instagram or anything, you'll see like every day he posts a pic of his, of his watch at 4.30 in the morning, like every day. Doesn't matter if it's New Year's Eve, if it's Christmas. Yeah. He, like, it's like he said, discipline equals freedom. That's kind of his motto to life. And so just to go a bit into the book, uh, it's the book is divided into like very small chapters. It's kind of like um, if you read the book Meditations by Marcus Aurelius, it's kind of like that. But uh, it's just like each page or every three pages, there's a new topic chapter, yeah. let's say. Yeah, the new topic. And he just goes over like um, topics like discipline uh, and then inside discipline, like certain dichotomies of it, like when you should follow certain things when you shouldn't yeah. and actually i should have my kindle next to me um because the book's yeah, there i'm getting so i'm gonna grab it and 
the meanwhile. Yeah, I'll talk about mine. I'm going to grab mine first. You talk about something yeah, and I'll... then we... Okay, we'll I'll talk about mine. Soon. So basically, uh, the book I was reading is by Steven Pinker, Pinker called Enlightenment Now. Uh, if you don't know, Steven Pinker is like one of the biggest modern-day intellectuals. Like, I put him right beside Jordan Peterson. And he's really big on... Unlike you in the Enlightenment philosophy, so if you don't know what the Enlightenment philosophy is, it's kind of a long topic. I won't share it now, but basically, it's just like it supports the values of reason, science, and humanism, uh, which eventually lead to progress. And in this book, it's basically him just defending why uh, we should have those values as a, a base for our society. And our life has actually been getting better instead of worse, which is like the the idea you may have from watching all the mainstream media always telling you that everything's so bad and pessimistic so this is like a, a refreshing view on things uh are you back uh, <laughs> i'm back hi yeah so i uh, you can go grab your candle i'll talk a bit about yeah, yeah, the sure. book now so uh like i was saying the book is called discipline equals freedom by jock willing and uh yeah it's like every two or three pages, it's a new chapter. So, for example, um, one I'm reading, one I just fell into right now, weakness. So, he talks about this very, not, I wouldn't say broad, but it's very specific things. So, you have, so you have like weakness, then you have some other chapter, discipline, stress. And um, at the bottom line of all of this is, the message is always the same, which is, most of these things are going to feel bad at the, in the, when you are doing them. Let's say, like I was saying, when you go running, at least when you start, it's not going to feel yeah. good, of course. Like your body is just going to be bouncing from one side to the other. Like your traps are going to be hurting. Then you're going to run out of breath. It's not going to feel good. But if you know, but by knowing that you're, that's, it should hurt and that you're on the right path by doing that, not only on the right path for your body in this case by running, but also on the right path to your mental health. That's it because you're proving to yourself that doesn't matter what circumstance circumstance I'm in, I can always overcome it, regardless of what my body is telling me, of what my brain is telling me. And uh, applying this to my own life has been super dope. <laughs> super dope. Like a, yeah. Like a, I was trying to think of it's something. Been good. Of, yeah. <laughs> good, uh, it's good. Good. No, yeah. I was trying to, to think of something more smart, but I was like, "Fuck, fuck I'm not smart." Can, no, yeah, yeah. it's it's, it's mad, lady dog. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually. But it, you touched on something. It's like getting, like when you're, you're when you're feeling tired and discomfortable. It's probably a sign that you're on the right track. That's like in in, in running, you get that a lot, and you can actually like get some fuel out of that. So by knowing you are doing this thing that's making you uncomfortable, by knowing you are getting on the, the right path to life, you can actually draw fuel and keep on keep running just because just by knowing that you are doing those things that are making you better. So what in because running is like it's also a very mental sport. So of course you, you have to be yeah. healthy and have the cardio one point, all that, but at some point you have to have the, the mentality. The mentality affects a lot in, in those kinds of sports, in every sport, but particularly with endurance sports. Yeah. And you can actually draw, draw some fuel from discomfort, just like by knowing I'm doing this un uncomfortable thing, so I'm getting better, and 
you just get more hyped as you get into that thought process. Yeah. Another thing, like I've been noticing, because now I was injured, but I've uh, in the past week I've gotten back to the gym. Yeah. Past week, week and a half, and goddamn, does it feel good? It's just <laughs> that feeling of not only like your body's moving, your body's like pushing. Um, how's, what's the, the word? Um, Limits. Heavy things, yeah. like you're pushing heavy things and all that. Uh -huh. And then just like just feeling your body better, man. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah when you come back from I an injury, it's like recently, yeah, got into uh, like lifting again, and it's goddamn, it's great. Also gaining weight, so <laughs> no more skinny boy. <laughs> 61 kilograms already, so Ooh. we're getting there. But uh, getting back into the discipline thing, like if you're reading and like you want to start applying it, because with these things, I feel like it's very important to start. As soon as you're, you say to yourself like, "Oh, this is I should do this," then you shouldn't wait to for let's say New Year's Eve for next month for even for the next hour or something like that. Yeah. Let's say no, just do it now. And I, I feel like, and if you can't do it now, because maybe you can't do it right now. Yeah. Uh, one of the the easiest ways to start this, like I was saying here, is to wake up early. Because regard, like if you're waking up before the sun's up, it's not gonna feel good ever <laughs> and not and not say like that this is the perfect thing for everyone and all that but um from my perspective i feel like it's very good for anyone especially people who are on this let's say discipline path or trying to improve yeah, themselves because um right now i'm wait i'm waking up at 5 a.m maybe not so much because of my decision but regardless i mean it's because of my decision but to to go to my job yeah But regardless, so what I notice is the day seems so much longer. Because like if I wake up at five and then I go to sleep at 9 p.m., mm -hmm. it's not the same if I woke up at like eight and then went to bed 11. at 11 yeah, p.m. It's very different. Because by having like that, that time, um, like oh, yo guys, uh, sorry to interrupt, but while we were recording the podcast, something happened and for some reason my computer just shut down. So we had to stop a bit. This will happen one more time, I think. Yeah, one more time, uh, a bit further ahead. So you are warned. And now let's go back to the podcast. So three, two, one, here we go. Uh, yeah, because by waking up at those early hours, the day just feels like so much longer. And I think it's because since like ever since you were born, you're used to a very particular pattern, which is like you wake up at between seven and nine, then you have breakfast, lunch, and then everyone follows that same pattern. No. So when you wake up at, let's say, five, when it's 9 a.m., your body still thinks it's like, oh, now the day is starting. <laughs> yeah. but, but before that, you already had like four hours where you did, well, work or, or went to the gym or wherever. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, it's one of the best hours to get those tasks you don't really like out of the <laughs> way because then the day will just kind of, quote, unquote, start again. And you'll feel like you still have the whole day forward yeah. and then like surprisingly i'm not i'm not more tired at like 9 p.m or something or 10 p.m when i go to sleep it's kind of it's kind of an interesting thing for me like that's also that's a good point and for me it's also the fact that like i'm not a very active person during night night time yeah so those hours is like just feel like dead hours and when i wake up really early i can just avoid those dead times because i'm not very productive so i'll just I just feel way better because I just make more out of the, the day. Yeah. Uh, also, another thing I've been noticing is 
like now I define really with this discipline thing and everything, I define like three main goals I have. And then yeah. which tasks do I have to do every day to like to achieve those goals? And then I also wrote like an Excel sheet with everything like just so I can keep track. Mm-hmm. And one thing I've noticed, it's so funny. It's like it's only been three, three days, but the brain is so, is so good at like just tricking you. Like tricking. you are so good at tricking yourself. Yeah. For example, yesterday I was, I was, I did more tasks than I thought I was, I was going to do. And it was like 3 p.m. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I have time. So now I can just chill a bit and yada, yada. <laughs> and then what ended up, ended up happening is those last, those two last tasks. I didn't, I just didn't do them. Cause like when I, when, once I realized I was just so tired, I was like, oh, I'm just going to go to sleep. Yeah. So uh, one thing, like I'm speaking for myself to myself and to whoever wants to do this is once you define those tasks before you do anything else with your day just do them just finish them finish them and then you can go and like relax and do whatever you want another thing because is also that maybe happens. setting up like time constraints because you have a thing it's actually called like par- parkinson's law it's it goes like work mm-hmm. expands so as to fill the time available for its completion so you're always yeah. trying to make so like if you feel you have time you're always trying to going to try to use all of the time so that, that's probably what happened to yeah. you but then you ended up yeah i feel like here it wasn't uh as much that as it was i mean it was a bit but because the tasks i had is like oh for one hour just do yeah. this for example just practice or just go to the gym anyway yeah and then yeah i, I kind of relaxed and i was like ah there's it's yeah. only 3 p.m i have like seven more hours yeah, or whatever get, get it all up. and then yeah, and but then uh, what I wanted to say is like the thing is like once you go into rest mode, it's way harder to bring yourself back mm-hmm. to work mode. Definitely. Because guess what? It's more comfortable to be resting than it is to be like yeah. working. That's so, actually I, I once read that. I don't know if it was in a book or like a blog or something, but the the was this guy and what he did basically to prevent that was when he got home, he he did like. He did everything before sitting down. So he knew that if, if he sat down at the couch, he wouldn't get anything done because <laughs> it's so hard to get out of that relaxing, like lazy state. Just get everything done and then do the the procrastination. At least that way you'll be, still be productive. And yeah. then you can use it as like, like a reward. So Yeah, we'll exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like the rest times should be used as a reward for actually yeah. tough times, yeah. you know? Like, and what I see nowadays, um, especially like with younger people, is that because we have it so, like, so good for the most part in like a developed society, like, so, so you have support, hopefully from your parents, from, if it's not from your parents, like you at least have a place to sleep, you have food. Like, if you don't have a job right now, you're not going to die, hopefully. For the most part, that's most people. So what ends up happening is like most people there's not a need to like to have a job and to do stuff like that so you just rest all um, the time yeah God damn, I, in... yeah <laughs> i kind of lost my thought there no, yeah, but like, like in rest doesn't <laughs> even feel as as restful when you like for example when you have you know you have something to do and you're resting it doesn't even feel as nice like when i'm done with everything and then i yeah like doing something i really enjoy doing for for resting being like watching a show a movie whatever if i get everything done before i just feel fucking awesome because i i embrace it fully like this is my reward i deserve yeah. it if i'm doing it before i'm just like oh, I yeah. and be it, it is like yeah and it's not only like not only a reward but it's also 
you know that by doing that you're gonna be better the next day to do yeah, yeah, so those like tests again. Time. So it's it, it, there's a purpose uh-huh. behind yeah. that resting, resting with as opposed to yeah. like to to people who don't have anything to do, or even if they do, it's not like a goal to them. So they kind of just let's say go to the gym. They just go when they f- kind of feel like it. Then like you're kind of always mm-hmm. resting, you know, you're 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 always like dopamine spiking yourself and shit like that. So, yeah, I feel like yeah, the best. In order to to have rest, you need to work. Yeah, and no, I feel like rest. Uh, <laughs> if you didn't do anything, you're not resting from anything. Oh, and just... one thing is like, because um, I noticed this in myself once I started like taking more responsibility and stuff and stuff like that, is that it's yeah. like we already. I think we already talked about this is that it's gonna feel super horrible when you start you know especially if you're coming mm-hmm. let's say your days are spent like eating delicious food which is probably not healthy food and it's very addictive and watching movies and just pretty much just doing what feels yeah. good so, 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 social yeah. media all day so day. when you when you say to yourself oh i'm gonna stop doing that and i'm just gonna do stuff that i know it's good for me but it's not as pleasurable in the moment Mm-hmm. Well, it's going to feel bad because your brain is used to it always feeling good. And then it's going to, yeah. tr- your brain, like you, are going to try to say to yourself or like justify why you should quit <laughs> what you just started doing. So, yeah. That's also why it's important to start slowly when you yeah. do these kinds of things because if not, your brain will just like give you all of the excuses at once and you won't be able to. Yeah. Which is, which can be very hard because them. I don't, at least with my personality type. Which I think is kind of yeah, me too. Like very you just want to do everything. <laughs> very addictive. You, for example, you hear about the gym, you're just like, hmm. Gym, you're just like, yeah. Oh, hey guys. So this is the second break. My computer shut down again. But yeah, let's just keep moving forward. So three, two, one. Here we go. So yeah, if you're working out, like you start working out twice per week or twice per day. Sorry. Guess what? You're most likely gonna get injured, and then you're not gonna be able to work out for like two weeks, and then. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like one step forward, two steps back almost. It's not even two steps forward, one step back. Yeah, you got to have the discipline to recognize you're not ready for those kind of like... You, yeah. you need like years to get to the point where you can work twice yeah. a week. And it's also like day. very, very twice humbling. Day, because like if you're like me when and I say when I was starting out and I'm still starting out, so might as yeah. well. Uh, very like skinny and your body's not prepared. Guess what? If let's say you're bench pressing for the first time, first of all, your um, posture, your technique is not even going to be good. good because you don't even have the muscles built to to push just the bar up and down properly. Yeah, it's going to be because it's going to like you're going to be wiggling and all that, so it's not going to be well. It's not going to be pretty, but just know that that's also part of the process. Even if you're not going to start seeing results immediately, yeah. So like, if you take one week or two to just work on your form. Just like really get it down, and then you start like putting the weights and increasing and all that. It's kind of like you hold off a bit at first, mm-hmm. and then you start building momentum, and then like off you go. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's very like because if you don't do that, then yeah, you're just gonna end up starting things very hard and then giving up of, on all of yeah. them because it's gonna be injury injuries and like burnout if it's a mental thing. Yeah, that's also like a, that's a trap I fell into like for a. A lot of time when I got into the, the whole self-help thing, it's just like I just kept going going hard on things and then like giving up. And I just kept doing that like 
for one yeah. what's uh, like a year straight it's like it got me better than i if i didn't do anything but if i yeah. just started slowly and constantly i would have been like much more ahead than i am right now yeah you need to have the like the discipline to make it a sustainable thing because i feel like the the first uh, reaction when at least when i read and heard all these things is to go like i'm gonna go super hard i'm gonna just like kill this but what i needed to recognize is that the person who's saying to go super hard has been doing this for years and their their body and their brain are ready for that but if yeah. you are starting out like i am starting out in some things not in others like you need to take it slow and just take the time to build it's kind of like build your foundation yeah. and then once once that foundation is like strong and you know it's not going to fall, then you start putting the blocks on top of the foundation. For sure. So, and uh, I feel like yeah. uh, we can go into your a bit of your book. I just want to end this segment with a, just read like a small chapter, just so like people know how small a chapter is and like kind of what it is, what it is about. So my book? So, I know yours. Okay. No, uh, I'll read about mine then, and then we'll go into yeah, your Yeah, sure, sure. So this chapter, oh my God, it's called Fight. So... <clears throat> Excuse me. Fight. Go down swinging. And I'll tell you, if you fight with all you have, more often than not, you won't go down at all. You will win. But you have to make that attitude a part of your everyday life. Do the extra repetition. Run the extra mile. Go the extra round. Make the right choices. Give the full measure. Make yourself stronger mentally and physically. Stand and fight. Fight against weakness, against fear, against time and against decay. Fight back. Go down swinging. Give every day everything you've got. And when you face a challenge, even something you don't believe you can win, or a situation where you know you cannot win, remember this. You have nothing to lose. So, stand up. Go forward. Go out in a blaze of glory, fighting with everything you've got, every ounce of energy, every bead of sweat, every drop of blood, until your last breath. And then, and only then, can you stand down, put down your sword and your shield, and rest in peace. Yeah. And that's it one of the chapters so like you kind of get the intensity of this man yeah. and what he's about and yeah it's like small chapters like this and i definitely recommend so now without further ado let's go into your book yeah. okay so the book i read i already talked about it it's called enlightenment now by steven pinker and it's basically just about human progress how things have been getting better and the forces that drove that progress so um, mm -hmm. just so you have an idea, because most people, I think, have the idea that today we're living in one of the worst times uh, ever in human history. Like everything's so negative. You see like every day uh, pessimistic news, people dies, bombing, terrorist attacks, yeah. blah, 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 with uh, the immigration stuff now in America. And uh, it's really a shame because if you take a look at it by like, uh, reason instead of emotion. You see that by every standard, human quality, human quality has just been shooting through the roof. So everything's actually been getting better. I actually have like brought some examples from the book. So if you like, uh, in the for example, talking about poverty, extreme poverty in 1950 mm -hmm. englobed like three quarters of the world. So three quarters of the world were living in extreme poverty. In 1981, it was 44 percent, and now in 2018, it's Fallen below ten percent. That's like people don't Damn. people don't even know that. That's like that's, <laughs> that's one incredible. of the most like the best human one of the best human accomplishments ever. Like driving the extreme property down this much is just improved quality of life 
and saved so many lives. And it's not even talked about. Like most people didn't know. I didn't know before reading this book. And it's like one of those things that really makes you gives you hope for the future. Sometimes I feel like it's really easy to lose hope yeah. with all of the negativity that they they, they spread you. And this book, like it's a dense book. It's not like an easy read, but I think it's really a necessary book for, especially for people in the, their teen years and young adult life, just because they, I think it's mm-hmm. there where it's most critical, the, the mindset that everything's, everything's shitty. And I think this is one of the books that like try, uh, makes one of the most compelling arguments against the, those, the, that type of mentality. And yeah, okay, so that's uh, one example. Uh, another thing, like, just to ex- give you some idea, maybe you, you, you still think this is bullshit, and uh, how, why would everyone think the world is worse if it's actually better? And it's actually, like, pretty easy, easy to explain it. It's, so our, our brain has things called heuristics, which are basically shortcuts that it uses to save energy. And one of them... So it's good in a sense, but it also brings lots of problems. And one of them, it's actually this one. It's called the available availability heuristic, which basically um, it's a mental shortcut that relies on immediate examples that come to a given person's like mind when they're evaluating a specific topic or method or con- concept. And it operates on the notion that if something can be recalled, it must be important, or at least more important than alternative solutions, which are not as readily recalled. So this is what happens. You you see every day on the news bad stuff. So you think this is what the world is instead of yeah. Yeah. Uh, what the world really is, which is, which you have to do the boring work to know what it is. You have to read like some graphics and charts. And go go look for yourself. But if you actually do the work, you'd see it's much better. And on the contrary, that what people might think that if you spread this message that the world is better, people will just like be lazy and think because things are already good, I don't need to do anything. It's actually the opposite. Like, at least for myself, uh, I noticed that when I get this, when I used to get the, I still get the, the pessimistic views from people around me, it just demoralizes you. You don't feel like doing anything. You don't yeah. feel like doing good choices to save the planet, to improve other people's lives. But when you actually feel that there's hope in the better future, you really like, at least for myself, yeah. I, I feel more motivated to do stuff because I feel like it has an impact. Um, yeah, yeah, I feel like, uh, just sorry to cut you there, just to give a small example, but I think it's very relevant. It's kind of like when it's a sunny day, like people feel like getting outside yeah. and doing things like running. Anyway, when it's when it's shitty outside, quote unquote, like if it's cold and there's no sun, it's raining, people don't feel like yeah. doing things, which kind of applies like if the circumstances are better, then you feel better to do things as opposed to not doing anything. Yeah, But yeah, go on. That's actually like that's the, the whole point he actually makes on the book. Like, people they don't want to be keep tell, they don't want to be motivated by fear. So, people don't want to do things out of fear that the world is going to end. They want to do it as like okay, maybe they need they need the. Of course, you should always tell people the reality, which is the problem. Like most media, don't really paint the the, the correct picture of the world. And they paint a very negative picture, which what what leads people just to that mentality of just okay, the world is so fucked up. Why does it matter if I'm just making it worse? It's already yeah. fucked up. And 
it's not it's not true the world isn't that fucked up and it's actually open we have been getting better on like every standard and yeah moving on uh, so he first the, the first part of the book is him detailing the so basically the statistics telling how things have been changing what things have been changing health uh, nutrition everyone's been getting better yeah. around the globe poverty freedom everything's better and then he in the last chapters he talks about the forces behind this this progress so he, he names three specific ones reason science and humanism so and he, he so i can't really like go into detail with into the three of them because it's, it's a huge book and he he really explains it well but basically all these three forces like mm-hmm. for good he, he the the case that he makes is that they've been getting shit shed on basically by the the new media waves. So you, you you see it like feelings are valued more than reason, and with a rising like rising force. I don't know how to say it, but people are val- valuing feelings way more than reason, which is leaving which is leaving us leading us to some really weird circumstances and weird shit that's been happening. The same thing uh, with science, it's kind of in the mm-hmm. same field. So people feel like science isn't something that should be used to, to measure or, or to, to guide our, our lives just because it isn't feelings. Yeah. It, it's uh, not what, people, just, uh, what makes people just feel good. Just to you in here a bit. Um, yeah. I do think, what I think it's happening, I don't think everyone is going that way, but what I think it's happening, at least from my perspective, I have no like uh, data on this. But I feel like people yeah. are going more to the extremes, let's say. Uh, but just to explain, so I feel like there's a lot of people, especially you see like uh, people, let's say younger people who are very uh, geared toward like social issues are, are usually very angry and are going a lot towards the feeling side. But on the opposite hand, you yeah. see like people like Jordan Peterson, who sold like two million copies of his book, has like two hour uh, lectures on YouTube and has million wow. views, which is very surprising. And which kind of shows also yeah. that people are also young people are also going towards the reason side. Yeah, they're looking for the. Methods. I feel like there's yeah. it's just people are going more to the the far ends of the spectrum. People are not staying in the middle mm-hmm. as much. Where like before you'd kind of see the news, you'd kind of feel something about it, but you'd kind of kind of see yeah, the yeah. reason behind it. And now it's more like it's shifting towards two ends of of the spectrum. Mm-hmm, I think. Yeah, because now you can just choose whatever side you get you want to yeah exactly you you just follow the the news outlets you want to follow and they just give you the message so for example if you just follow like left-wing journal journalist things you will only get left-wing news which will in turn make you even more left-wing or right-wing the same goes for it and that's actually a problem people don't don't want to hear the other side of the arguments which leads us to really disconnected debates and you see it like all the debates you have on tv when it's like presidential elections it's just like five minutes of people just trying to to appear smarter than the yeah. other instead of trying to fight the issues and uh and it's even on youtube like if you see even the political videos which ones have the most views it's kind of like ben shapiro destroys yeah, ben left destroying it's kind of it's of course because it's that's more destroyer, it's always yeah. going to be more appealing to the human being because it's first of all it's yeah and first of all like we feel um bad emotions stronger than good emotions first of all so like all that yeah, thing yeah. about bad, um, like tragic news and all that. Yeah, of course, because it's humans are more drawn to yeah. that anyway. 
And then, yeah, of course, yeah, it makes sense. people are more drawn to like Ben Shapiro, quote unquote, destroying someone than Ben Shapiro having a smart intellectual discussion with another, let's say, somebody who's on the left. Although like more people are going for yeah, that yeah, anyway, but yeah, there's always going to be. More people are searching side. for the long, long, like long, for, long format podcasts and stuff. It's actually been getting it's pretty kinda, huge yeah, it's lately, good. which is also good, yeah. People are taking the time to think and uh, really try to understand the present day issues. It's really good. Oh, just talking about long term podcasts. I just <laughs> I just saw this tweet Kanye Kanye West posted about is 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 confirmed the podcast. Oh yeah, I saw it. I mean, <laughs> just, uh, we're gonna get two hours of yeah, Kanye. You can never <laughs> be too certain about a tweet, you know. But that would be fucking insane. I think yeah. it, it would have more views than internet. like the Elon Musk podcast, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think it's like one of those break the internet yeah, things. For <laughs> sure. Kanye speaking freely for Especially three hours. With, and if he starts going yeah, with Joe Rogan. into like his weird uh, videos, like sometimes yeah, for those of you who don't know, Joe Rogan, he has one of the most famous podcasts on the internet. But he sometimes he's, he just drifts like on his thoughts and he just starts showing like guests videos of deers getting hit by cars and stuff like that yeah. <laughs> i'm wondering if like they're having a talk about like mental health and all of a sudden he's just like yo jamie <laughs> pull it up. The, the clip of the deer getting hit by the car but yeah anyway let's get back on on our okay yeah so uh yeah i think i thought i thought I've talked about everything i want to talk about this book it's it's really a dense book. It's really hard to condense it, but I think it's definitely worth a read just to change your view on like it's one of those books that will really change your view on modern modern life and yeah make you appreciate all of the things that humans have fought for until now. Yeah. To go a bit into that too, um, I'm I haven't read that book or even started it, but I am yes. reading a book called. Um, let me actually search the name in English because I know in Portuguese only. I don't want to like misspell this. Yeah, oh, it's sure. Omo, Omo Deus, A Brief History of Tomorrow by uh, Yuval Noah Harari. I hope I'm not <laughs> murdering his name. Yeah, he's the same guy who yeah. wrote Sapiens, which is a, a very yeah, popular a book. One, yeah. And he talks a bit, like at the beginning at least, a bit about yeah, like how things have been getting so much better and we have no idea about it. So, for example, nowadays, at no, this was a 2012 statistic, I think. Um, so yeah. 650,000 people died of violence in the world. Was it in the world? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it was, or something like that. Or in the no, yeah, it was in the world for sure. And and then 800,000 died of suicide. So more people died from harming themselves than other people harming them. And then yeah. on top of that, 1.5 million people died of obesity. Yeah. That's, yeah, people arming themselves, yeah. basically. So, and uh, he goes on a bit more about this. But the point he makes is that we are no longer in a point where, like, lack, at least for the most part, like, lack of resources is the biggest problem for us. Right now, it's having too much resources and not knowing what to do with them. Yeah, at least for, for most, like, I'm not saying, like, if you live in a ghetto in, like, Colombia, of course, that's not your problem, you know? But yeah. the, the general tendency of society is that. And on the one hand, I feel like it's, it's, it's quite, it's not only surprising, but it's very, what's the word? It's very positive, 
I don't, yeah. <laughs> because like it shows that we've evolved so much that now yeah. our problems are dealing with like the problems we created exactly. kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more like controlling yeah, ourselves yeah. than than having to yeah, fight yeah, for, for your life. Yeah, that's also like a super interesting thing he was talking about. Like nowadays, pretty much any disease you can cure it if you have at least if you live in a good country, you have some money, you you can like treat most diseases. Yeah. But let's say if you go like 500 years back, and let's say like the plague hits your town, like 50% of people are gonna die. Yeah, the plague killed like. He's, yeah, he said I think it was on in Italy or in Italy or in France. Like once that shit hit, yeah. 50% of the population yeah, died. It's like it's crazy. Can you imagine that? It's like one day you're you're like, and it was not even in that uh, big of a period of time. It was like one year. In one one or two years, like 50 or 25% of the population died. <laughs> That's like on one year, like your your neighborhood, every every house has people. It's all good. The next year, half of the houses have no people inside. Yes. It's like everyone's dying. It's, it's just to put that in persp- into perspective, just so just shows like how lucky we yeah. are. Yeah, and that's why I like reading these books because it, it just once I when I read these things, first of all, I, I kind of feel bad because it must have been horrible to live back mm-hmm. then. But then you just like you just you can't help but to feel super happy about living right now. It's like having internet. We have water that we can have can access anytime. We have food, yeah. all f- every fucking food we can imagine. We can just like take a cab ride to the supermarket and it's right there for super cheap price. It's prices. actually crazy. We should take about the black plague. It's like at the time it killed like twenty percent of all humans <laughs> that existed. It's like, but you don't have yeah, anything that's, remotely that's close ridiculous. to that today. Like. Yeah, not, not even not like, even fucking close. Not even, Jesus yeah, Christ. they're not even fucking close. That's like Yeah, right now you should be more worried about killing yourself than yeah, something else killing you. you from killing which is which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and the, like uh I think you were the one who told me this the other day. The, like yeah, like before we had problems like uh hunger and uh yeah. lack of resource all that. Now our problems start to be more yeah, like yeah. anxiety. Yeah. Uh, social mm-hmm. issues, stuff like that. And we just replaced our problem. And yeah, that's why that's that's why I think also like Jordan Peterson, uh, all like for example Mark Manson's uh, "The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck" book, which is book. very good too. Like why? That's why all these self development things start also showing up because it's kind of to address these problems we're having right now, and that sometimes they can feel like that you cannot solve them because let's say you have a physical problem. It's it seems easier to fix like a broken arm than to fix like a broken career. Yeah, yeah, for sure. At least on yeah, on like paper. Lo- yeah, and yeah, you see that self development is like I think probably the, in in the like in book industry, it's all there's always like uh, on the top five most sold. There's there's always like a, a self help book, so it's where people are searching yeah. more and more. You see that with Jordan Peterson's lectures and his book sold like. Two million copies, something like ridiculous, like that. Also, Mark Manson, which is fucking fantastic. It's, yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> the the right messages are being spread, but it's also like those messages are being are are being searched because people are dealing with different problems. Like if we have internet back yeah. in uh, like two hundred years ago, you would probably have instead of like self help books, you would have like books on how to farm because people were just dying. They didn't have anything to eat. We just yeah. we just want to know how to make food, and now we just want to know yeah. to like end anxiety and depression and stuff like that which i think it's like they're better problems to have because at least you won't die immediately if you don't, if you don't oh yeah like, for sure you can live Jesus your whole life Christ. with anxiety you can't live your life 
being angry because you'll probably die. <laughs> yeah, yeah with, with the, the fucking plague, plague Jesus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like your arms are falling off. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're not gonna survive so, that. So better problems, still problems, but bright future ahead. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's that. Goddamn, and it's that's why uh, I haven't started, but I wanted to. No, I kind of do like a gratitude practice every day. I kind of do it while I'm meditating or. Mm-hmm. If I'm like doing something like running and it's hurting, I take those those moments to like kind of appreciate that sometimes you yeah. can even put yourself through that pain. That it's that you can vol like now most pain you're gonna face is yeah, because yeah. you choose to put yourself through it. Not always, of course. But like when you go to the gym, you chose that. When you go to your job, you chose that. You could you could very well go to the government and say, Yeah, I'm unemployed, give me some fucking money. But no, you chose to have a job, you chose to pursue a career and you also chose all the bad days that come with it, all the anxiety, all the stress. Yeah. But it's much better that way because you are choosing your burden as opposed to, let's say, you live in communist yeah, Russia when idea. Stalin was reigning. You don't chose that burden. Mm-hmm. You're there and you, you have to survive. And, that's, and that pain, yeah, you have so- no option whether or not you're going to feel that. Right now, you, yeah, you, like, you can choose that. And it's also super interesting how, like, as humans, we always we always think like that what we want is like super calm tranquility just being at peace nothing to do relaxing no on my beach yeah. and the fucking islands you, you get to that and like you're like bored <laughs> like what you see humans are always searching for the next problem to solve that's the only we can only at least from what i've seen in myself is like the the most happy you're going to be is while solving a problem yeah. of some kind you know whether it's how to gain more weight, how yeah. to get more money, whatever yeah, it may be. About the so it's going to be something like that. The, the path towards the goal is... Uh, yeah. Yeah, we repeat ourselves yeah, a lot. But I forget basically that. <laughs> the path is what makes it worth, worth it. And just like a funny side, side note, we're talking about like t- today we can choose to run and go to the gym. Like if you told people 100 years ago, I'm going to run just because just for fun or because I need to lose weight. They would look at you like you were the most retarded human being in your life. It's like, yeah. what, what are you doing? You, you want to... Yeah. <laughs> you're going to get more hungry. Yeah. Uh, buddy, yeah. you, you should be saving those calories, bro. As you can so you don't burn <laughs> more calories. We don't have food. So it's funny also to yeah. see how our problems shifted in such a, a short period of time. Like for... If you go like... For all of human history, except yeah. for like the past 50 years, your focus was on like conserving calories and now it's on burning them <laughs> like in like one like so when just like yeah in such a brief period of time everything changed yeah because it's also like that the exponential effect kind of thing because all those kind of years was kind of like building up to to now the all the the exponential rise we've had and that we're gonna like keep having which is crazy. And mm-hmm. like also to think yeah. the problems that are to come in the future. He also talks in this book, because uh, right now, the or what he thinks are going to be the the biggest problems for human beings to solve yes. are going to be, how, don't, how can we not die? First, how can we live forever? Then how can we always be happy? Or how can we find happiness? And then there was okay, another one, but sure. I, I'm going to stay with these two because I don't remember the other one. And what is scary about this is that humans are going to, try to find this, but it's not, it's most likely not going to be in the healthiest of ways. So for example, happiness, like what we, what we associate with uh, happiness, it's like happy feelings in your body. You know, it's like when you feel good in your body, you feel good, you feel happy. 
so what do people kind of do in probably an unhealthy way nowadays to get that social media, mm-hmm. uh, super tasty foods, mm-hmm. pleasurable uh, activities, yeah. which may not be unhealthy, but sometimes they are. And what he says is like the way we should strive for happiness or that would be better to kind of like maybe meditate mm-hmm. more, uh, let go of all those needs for pleasure and all that. But most likely what's going to happen is that people are just going to keep developing better mm-hmm. like antidepressive drugs, shit that stimulates your brain to a point that either the drugs are so good, you're always going to be on them and you're always happy or you, we're going to be able to change our brains. Like, um, yeah, just always feel pleasure. Yeah, so that uh, yeah, I remember really either you that. can feel pleasure better or that you can always be feeling pleasure. That so makes, that's like, yeah, that's like a very valid question. Like, imagine if we actually get to that point, would it be like morally wrong to do that? Because everyone would just be happy all the time. But, like, yeah, of course, but, you, you look at it now and you're kind of disgusted. Like, how could I ever live that way? But if yeah. you're living that way, you don't even realize. Yeah, I feel like this are, is one of those questions, like the matrix type of thing yeah it's one of those like you don't even know if you want it because when you're living it like it's okay you're happy all the time so but if you know you can never do that because like if you know the matrix exists then you you know it's fake but if you don't know then it doesn't matter yeah but imagine we get to the point like where we we evolve to get a drug where you don't even realize you you made the option so we like yeah like yeah Would would you take the drug i mean that's one of the best but like (laughs) <laughs> like uh, I wouldn't just because I don't know if it would be effective. No, and let's say it's let's say we know it's effective, and you would regard you could like have a the okay, most boring job of all time. You have no goals or anything, but you're always happy. Like the most happy you've always been. You're always feeling yeah. like that, and you never get tired. No, nah, I wouldn't choose it. Just like I, I feel repulsed at that. <laughs> like that. That's yeah, me too. Just my present self. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I can't do but, that. But what's something in me that is, tells me it's wrong. Like, it's interesting because I kind of have the same reaction and I would not want to take it. Yeah. But I, I feel like subconsciously, all we do is kind of to get to a point similar. Like yeah, that. yeah. But, even, if, yeah. even if you think like, oh, no, I'm, I'm disciplined and facing the pain and because I want to be better. But you want to be better because you want to feel better inside yourself. Yeah, that's also the motivation. You know? It's a very interesting question. And imagine you're depressed. Like, you wouldn't even think twice if the drug exists. Yeah, just, just pop that shit. Like, we, we, we say this because, like, we live a, a happy life. Like, we have purpose. Like, yeah, we're not, like, in the shithole. So we have the, like, privilege. I don't want to say privilege. But, like, to really th- analyze the question. But if you're just, like, feeling like shit all the time, you wouldn't even think twice about taking it. Through. Yeah. And maybe it, wouldn't, maybe it wouldn't even be that bad if you're, like, so depressed. It's better to feel happy all all the time in an artificial manner than to be sad all the time. Yeah, that's also a good question. Yeah, that's also a good if there's no better option, if like, yeah. <laughs> if the the person is feeling hopeless and like the next step is killing themselves. Yeah, then... yeah. Like Jordan Peterson really has like an interesting opinion on that because like most psychologists, like I think they always are like, no, you shouldn't. I don't know. I don't have an idea, but like most people sometimes have that idea that <laughs> that you should like you know never never, <laughs> never take the pills. The pills will do harm. But like if you're one step from killing yourself, the pills will fucking save you. Like uh, yeah, yeah, what's better, like it's having true. side effects or dying? Like that's the worst side effect of all. Just being dead. Yeah, that's the that's the one side effect. <laughs> you, you, you cannot you come, back, come from. back from that. So yeah, it's 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 quite interesting and. 
I, I, I think I know for a fact I would not take yeah. that. Yeah, I wouldn't. But 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 it kind of put it it's puts things into perspective. But also, I it's also one of those things because for how bad things may feel sometimes, it's also sometimes the most uncomfortable and shitty uh, actions you had to take. That are the ones you look back and think yeah. like, God damn, mm-hmm. that was a good for thing sure. to do. That was like all the like if I think back in my short life until now and all the the best things I did. And not only the best things I did, but what the best rewards came from are always the most uncomfortable and things that probably feel bad at them in the, yeah, or, in the current or, moment. Or like the, like the five seconds before you do it. That's like, I would say it. Like five yeah, exactly. It's kind of like it's those, those... It's those moments where you feel like throwing up before doing them. But then you're doing it. You do them. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, it's one of the... Yeah. Then you feel dope. It's, For sure. It's quite, and also, because as... Also searching for this like pleasure and good emotions, which is what as humans we all kind of mm-hmm. want to do in our DNA. It's also good to remind ourselves that when bad, I mean, I'm kind of repeating yeah. myself, but just to finish this, when bad things happen, embrace them and know that not, not only that they're making you better and all that, but without those bad things, the good things wouldn't feel half as good. If it was always good, it would never feel good. You mm-hmm. never know. And you would not be grateful for things. And yeah, so yeah. embrace the pain. Pain brings purpose. Keep going, my friends. And I think for today, since we had this was a very like uh, <laughs> fluid, yeah, yeah. let's say, podcast. We went a bit. For lack of a better word. Uh, yeah, I feel like I'm, yeah. we can end it, end it here. I'm just going to go over. So yeah, I told, I told you guys about how the next podcast are going to be. Uh, just a little teaser. The next uh, podcast, it's going to be about a, a book. It's, um, uh, can you say the name of the book, Tiago? By David Goggins. Um, by David Go- yeah, really Can't Hurt Me by David it. Goggins. Uh, yeah, it's it's being dope so far. I'm not going to say anything about it. Just uh, not to ruin the next podcast. But yeah, it's going to be great. Remember, uh, if you want to follow like daily quotes, uh, daily texts about stuff like motivation, discipline, more stoic uh, thinkings follow us at uh, at paths of meaning on yeah, instagram something new every day. and yeah we'll see you guys on the next Peace. podcast i'll see you soon see you soon see you soon see you soon <laughs>